Welcome to this week's In My Mug. This week we're coming from Finca, Argentina. Can you believe that that was only six months ago? How much the world has changed since then. So to carry on those good vibes of how the world was, not how the world is, let's go back to Argentina and talk to Mauricio, who has taken over the running of the farm from Ali, who is Ali's dad. <laughs> so we're here on uh, Finca Argentina and Garcia Palin, um, and I'm joined by Papa Martinez, uh, uh, Mauricio, who is Ali's Ali's dad, who is now, while well, Ali's zipped off to Canada to uh, to, to live and, and, and uh, work, you're taking taking back the management of the farm. Um, we've just been over there, and if we could just go over there and see the H1 that's planted in Garshipalin. H1 is a varietal that is relatively new, um, and. Um, it really seems to have worked there. Here we're surrounded by yellow bourbon, which traditionally was grown in El Salvador, and it's struggling. And we've come to this point because there's two H1s that have been planted here in, in the same plot that are a lot more healthy. By so, mistake. By mistake. So why do you think that is? Why do you think these are healthy and the yellow bourbon isn't doing as well? Uh, the, root, uh, the roots of the H1 are from the uh, uh, robusta, robusta uh, because this is grafted in the robusta uh, patron. Okay? So it's it's much much uh, stronger. And if we just look here, we've got a hole here, and we were just looking at the soil and how hard it is. So you think that the stronger roots are able to get into the soil? Whereas uh, an Arabica root is finding it harder to actually to be there. Um, what are the bonuses? Other bonuses of H1. Why why would a producer plant H1 over Bourbon? As, uh, apart from the root structure, uh, yielding. It, it's supposed to yield uh, 40, 50 quintales per area. And, uh, and and what would that be with Bourbon? How many quintales? Uh, 15. 18. So, like, 50-70% more yeah. yield. Yeah. And um, for disease, so for Roya, that's a massive problem here. How does Bourbon fare against H1? H1 doesn't have any disease. We don't have any Roya there. And, uh, barely a few como de gallo. The menta, meanwhile, the Bourbon. Uh, an attraction for everything, <laughs> for Roya yeah. everything. And and the early signs of H1 with cupping compared to Bourbon. Uh, what what have what has El Salvador seen? Because there's a lot of H1 being planted recently. Are we seeing the cup quality with H1 that we would see with Bourbon? I don't know. How, uh, did you like it? <laughs> well, I liked it. <laughs> And I think there's been some examples of it doing very that, well in Cup of Excellence, hasn't it? I so. think the difference is uh, that the H1 is uh, softer, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And uh, the bourbon, it has a little bit more acidic. Yeah. And uh, maybe more chocolatey. Mm. 
And have you seen a lot of, uh, like your neighbours, for instance, planting different things to Bourbon now? I mean, is that happening quite a lot here? Uh, we don't see too much planting now. No. But when they are planting, are people planting Bourbon or are they planting H1? They plant pacas. Yeah. Uh, H1 is a very expensive uh, plant. So to give people an idea at home, a bourbon plant would cost like 30 cents, 30 cents. and uh, a H1 would cost 60, 60. Yeah. so twice uh, as expensive. And the problem with the H1 is that you cannot uh, take the seed and get a new plant from the seed. You have to, to reproduce it by uh, cloning. And that's because H1 is it's, it's not a stable varietal, it has to be cloned, so um, it doesn't turn back into one of the other plants that it was. And that takes generations and we're not quite there with it yet. Do, do you think that's going to be a problem when you come to replant, that you can't take your own seedlings, or is that a small price to pay to have a good yield? No, you, you have to keep buying the, the plant. With the Bourbon, you can get the seed and do a new planting. But the trade-off for a better yield is, and, and not to be disease resistant, is worth that extra yeah, investment for you. It was so cool on that trip to spend some time with Mauricio rather than Ali and get to know him just that little bit better. For a little bit more clarity, Ali's now living in Canada with his family um, as his wife uh, got work out there so they've moved and for the uh, for the long term they're probably going to be there so Mauricio has taken on all of the husbandry and all of the work on the farm but Ali is still very much involved in the day-to-day -day, uh, helping, advising and working very closely with his, uh, with his dad. Um, so this week's coffee comes from Fincona 2 and Fincona 2 is around about 12 hectares or so um, and is the second highest part of the farm, uh, the very highest being San Jorge. Uh, the soil has less clay so it's softer which allows the coffee tree's roots to grow better. And it's not unusual for Fincona 2 to be one of the highest producing parts of the farm. Um, it has an altitude, it's around about 1200 to 1300 metres above sea level. It's on a nice gentle slope and then has a hard steep area as you get higher and you get close to San Jorge. Um, the, the coffee is 100% Bourbon. Now, fa fairly recently, uh, you would have found most of the coffee uh, being Bourbon in El Salvador, around about 70%. But as Mauricio was talking about in the video, um, you know, things like H1 are starting to be tested and planted more. And I think having that variety of varietal will very much help protect them from outbreaks of bleed frost and things like that. Just some genetic diversity amongst the coffee plants. But Bourbon will always remain one of the most important coffees of El Salvador. And it's definitely what gives it its fantastic cup profile. So the farm is based in the Apaneca Lamavatec mountain range, uh, very near to the town of Turin in the Arshapan department. Uh, they have 16 people working on the farm during the non-picking season and then during the picking season they'll have around about 40 to 50 people come in and help with the picking. Um, so we should go through the numbers for this farm. It's in El Salvador, the nearest town or city is Turin in Arshapan, 
Uh, it's owned by the Martinez family. Um, the farm is called Finca Argentina. The Tablon is called Fincona 2. It's Bourbon. It's a fully washed, sun-dried, and 1,300 metres above sea level. So, without a delay anymore, let's go to Steve and the tasting. So as I said to you, this comes from Fincona 2, and Fincona 2 historically has produced the um, some of the better coffees higher up. Fincona 1 is a little bit lower down on the map, and um, doesn't produce as good. Now, Fincona 2 is an exclusive for In My Mug, and I'm going to taste this Fincona 2 and give you the taste of but I'm also going to tell you what Fincona 1 is like and maybe you want to go on the website and buy that one because that one isn't going to be in my mug but let's get into it now so El Salvadorian coffees for me are fantastically chocolatey uh, coffees like real big milk chocolate notes with this one there's a little bit of a biscuity note as well I want you to think of a chocolate hobnob um, of sweetness with a little shoulder of acidity uh, which is green apple like that for kind of fresh bright granny smith green apple acidity uh, but it's a shoulder it's not dominant the big flavors in this are sweet and chocolatey and biscuity and lovely now fincona one which is going to be available on the website it has that sweetness and it has that green apple acidity but the sweetness is a little bit different it's a little bit more buttery it's a little bit kind of more caramelly toffee like um sweetness where this one for me is this is the best out of the two this is the one that i i really do love um and i love to taste a bourbon uh from uh, from El Salvador. It really does make my day. Listen, thank you very much for joining me as always. But do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. So we joined, are you recording? Yeah. So we joined by Papa Martinez. Woo!